bugging in my round, my coochie pink, my booty hole brown. You know, you never heard that song before? I take offense to that because not everybody's coochie is pink. Yeah, some people bleach their butthole. Is mine? I don't even know. I never look at it. (laughs) Actually, I don't even know because I don't have a coochie and or have seen many. But I assume Mm. other cultures may not have pink. It's kind of like Doug has pink nipples and I have brown and I'm really jealous. Yeah, mine are dark too. That is jealous. It's jealousy. I even tried anal bleaching my nipples and it didn't work. Thanks, Doug. You can't anal bleach your nipples. You'll get get mid-shaft gashes. (laughs) I just did. I just did. Uh, Lance, what color are your nipples? Or are they tattooed? Mm. (laughs) They are tattooed near them. Maybe his nipples are tattooed over and just can't see them. (laughs) They're part of my artwork in my chest. Hot. Or maybe, have you seen those guys that have like, I mean, I say guys because we don't really readily see women nipples everywhere. But the ones that are like Mm. little tiny pencil erasers, they don't even have an areola. Just a little boop. (laughs) The Hershey kisses? No, sometimes it's like, it can be pink, but it's just a little bloop. So, anyways. They're tiny. They're there. Yeah. Speaking of things that are tiny from 1977, <laughs> my vagina. Oh my god, your <laughs> vagina did not exist in 1977, sir. It did ten years later in '87. Is what I meant. In fact, only one of us was alive mm. at this time. So, ouch, ouch! Sorry. Again, barely alive. Oh, I thought it was eight. How weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say back then, pussies got birthday parties. So this, yeah, they, they did. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at our video version, which only three views, you know, um, then the oh. uh, our backgrounds are. Excuse me, Douglas. I take great pride in the videos that I normally am the one that do. Yeah, you're the normal. And we sometimes get up to 50 views. So, chupa miteta, Doug, about all that nonsense. <laughs> all right, ladies, let's stop arguing. We're going to go ahead and start this shit. Yeah, so... Lance, come the fuck down. Woo! All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lance, Lance brought too much of like the the testosterone, testosterone here. Flat, flat, flat. It's yeah. like it's like fluttering around the room. Everybody's getting excited. It's fluttering my labias. I mean, if you all want me to talk in a darker voice, then I'm just talking a darker voice. Uh-huh. My labias are quivering with anticipation. Has <laughs> oh. everyone smashed already? Is that what's going on? No, Mikey's <laughs> drinking a diet crap. I had a couple shots. I'm not gonna lie, but it's later for me. So. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast by your new favorite horror media. My name is Aid, and with me today, as always, are my favorite colleagues, co-hosts, and cohorts. We have Douglas. Hey, MGBs, we're back finally. Let's say hey to the other host, hostas in here. We have my boo-boo Mikey. Hi. Whom I love, even though he's been such a little scamp to me lately. And we have our our little special guest, Lance. Lance, say hello to the mutant goons from beyond. What's up, goons? How you doing? Have fun. I want you to know, Lance, that my tortoise's name was Lance a lot. So I think that's why I'm I'm really nice to you. (laughs) I'll take it. Do you know why I don't have Lance a lot anymore? Because, you know, they live for like, 175 to 100 years well lancelot became a teenager and his penis came out and we were concerned because we didn't know what it was and it was the size of him and so um my mom thought he was sick and we took him to the vet and the vet was like no he's of breeding age and he's feeling his oats and i was like oh so then my mom got rid of him because she thought it was disgusting and i was like why don't you get rid of me mom i also have a dick the size of myself you know it's just you should you should have named the turtle john holmes or something i'm sure your mom would have been like oh i love that name <laughs> my mom was at least nice enough to give him to a breeder so she was like he wants to use it go let him use it on all these other ho-ass tortoises out there yeah, what so. a perv can you so, actually uh spade a turtle is that a possibility uh, i don't think so they don't have little balls to clip off right but i mean how do they procreate then Maybe the strong. testicles. Well, Aid's the teacher. Aid, where do tortoises house their tort uh, te- their tortoise testicles? I <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> You're 
in Florida and people great. just dump their tortoises into Lake Eola and that's why there's 50,000 fucking turtles running around in the lake. Oh my god, I hope they don't. Tortoises don't swim. <laughs> oh my god, well then they sink to the bottom. I don't know. So it becomes alligator food. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That um, makes so much more sense now. Oh, Damn. you know, and Doug, I felt so bad because I saw an alligator after y'all left and I was like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> Where'd you see it at? In that little pond that was eating dogs? No, right it was in East Orlando. <laughs> I was picking up my brother and I was like, oh, there's a gator right there. Fucking A. And like he uh, came up and he blooped right into the water. So I couldn't even get a picture. Doug, uh, only if you just went to Gatorland, you would have seen all the gators you wanted. Yeah, I could have went to Gatorland or I could have been with the billionaires going on a submarine, you know? <laughs> you want to live, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is because, uh, you know, I now you know, you get to ask people, how do you like your crush billionaire juice? Oh, my God. With or without pulp? Well, no, they this day is their last day. So we, we can still hold on. No, they're, they're dead. No, they're dead. The, the, the ship imploded. Yeah. So Time's they, up. It imploded? That, that's, yeah. That explains Doug's tasteless joke. They had a sinking feeling that it was going to go down. Oh my god, Doug. <laughs> It imploded? Yeah, because they found debris. <laughs> they found debris? They found debris, and yeah, now they got Alexa down there, too, and she's going to say, Alexa, play Air Supply. Oh, wait, don't play Air Supply. I cut her down. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, like Doug, don't say that too loud. <laughs> because they're all out of love. Oh. Yeah, now they're saying, we all live in the homemade submarine. Oh my god. Everyone, Doug brought his stand-up today, literally <laughs> with note cards. I, I brought my production notes. No, but we, we were talking oh. about this earlier. It's a horror that is a that is a horrible thing. I'm so sad. But at the end of the day, you put yourself in there. And as as Jason was said earlier today, this is James Cameron's fault. So we're just gonna move on. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what happens when you use like a Logitech Mad Cats controller from Dollar General to control it. You know what I mean? I'm just, I just don't understand why you want to go see it. I'm like, I saw the movie. That's enough. I thought they were going to bring all the wine back. There was like thousands of bottles of wine there. If it was still good, I'd be like, yeah, bring it back. Oh, that would be like, oh, fuck it. I'm going down there. Going to get that that would actually probably be like a ton of money. So that actually does give some, even though it's kind of silly to tell a normal person that. That does yeah. give rhyme to reason. Yeah. But I mean, if it was red wine, it would not be good because it's only white wine. If I was... <laughs> what? Lance. Lance. Is that a racist joke? <laughs> no, just on like... Slasher's podcast? <laughs> not on my podcast. Oh, God. Go take, go take that shit to the Jeremy Coney or whatever his name is. Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I so, smell cancellation. Whoa. So, <laughs> it's going like, out everywhere. If you look at a map of how deep the Titanic is based off the tallest buildings in the world, I would say, no, thanks. Y'all can go get it or make a little automated thing that goes down there and gets it. I don't need I have to no go. Time. No, who has time for this? You have time to go down there. There's no bar on this little bullet. You're just going to go down there for six hours, like with no bar. And well, no I don't know. The wives are all dancing right now. They're like, oh, no. Well, so there is, so I know there's like, there's conspiracy theories for everything. And I would usually roll my eyes at them, but like, apparently one of the billionaires was like in bed with some sketchy characters. So they're saying that it might've been like an attack to assassinate him. Neither here nor there. I'm just feeling the conspiracy fire. I was thinking they ate him. They had to eat somebody, right? No, because when you implode, (laughs) you all die. (laughs) Well, before they imploded, they imploded right away. I don't know. I it depends. Like if it was the pressure that made it implode, or if it I don't know. It's mm. but the real tragedy is a father and son were on that boat. So R.I.P. to them and everybody else and their families. Yeah, I mean they imploded like Lizzo at a on a oh three God. hour set. <laughs> no, my Mikey, continue because before you know, I'm sure what you said would not get us canceled after Doug's comment. First of all. <laughs> In that joke, Lizzo would not be the thing imploding. It'd be the set around her. Now, enough with the fat phobia. I'm just correcting your joke. If you're going to, like my mom told my sister when she burned the cookies, if you're going to do something, do it right. (laughs) No, it's, it's sad. It's tragic. I I feel bad for the family, but sometimes people get through things with comedy. So I have a friend who is like the most cynical person I know. And we had a friend, a mutual friend that passed away. And he still makes jokes about how she doesn't show up to our meetings. And I'm like, you're such a (laughs) So it's just some people, that's what they do. Some people, it's what they don't. 
I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's scary. Like the whole idea of it, of dying like that is, is very horrific. Oh, I can't, I can't read or watch videos about it. Cause I'll like, it fucks with my claustrophobia, the claustrophobia, all that stuff. I can't do it. It's like when you watch The Descent, I think The Descent is such a good movie because it is so scary until you get to the monsters. And the reason it's so fucking horrifying is because they're stuck in this little cave and it's closing in on them and it's getting worse and all these horrible things happening. And they always say, I was watching like some critics review of it recently and they were saying that the only reprieve you get is when the monsters come because then you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank God. It's not about claustrophobia. <laughs> like, you know, maybe. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of the Meg. Maybe like a giant squid picked them up and took them away. Or Lance, you were, you were saying, Lance said that like an undercurrent took them to Japan. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's, there's supposedly that... the, that's supposedly what happened to them was basically they didn't realize there was a, a current like stream that goes through that area. And I guess the idea is supposedly it shot them like <laughs> far, far away. From where they were supposed to be at and it's like that's what ended up happening to them and they're like they're dying somewhere like far from where they're looking for them <laughs> my biggest thing is like yesterday i was at lunch and one of the girls i was sitting with she goes well they heard banking and i just started laughing like i think that there should be like a character study like why are we all laughing that there's banking <laughs> we can hear the banking and we ah, fuck it anyways not my problem i'm not down there i'm not getting no fucking bullet as James Cameron said, you know, it's the heart will go on. So having said Go ahead, said Doug. That, I know you're going to say something. Douglas, please be inappropriate. <laughs> no, I say my heart will go on. Wise words from Tina Turner. So. Oh. <laughs> How dare you? We have limits, Doug. <laughs> Tina Turner didn't even sing that song. Uh, uh, that that was madre. the point. So having said that, I'm going to bring the room back around. Today is our last Father's Day for June episode, and we decided to do the Sentinel. And I made the boys watch a 70s horror film because I love 70s horror and I know all of you hate it. So whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to be sorry about it. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum and Christopher Walken both star in this film. Star is a loose word. Very loose. So loose like, he didn't even use his own voice. Yeah, like, yeah he was like, like, I'm like, come on, you want to say it? You want to say a few syllables? And... They're both present in the film as, as well as Tom Berenger, which Lance noticed and uh, I didn't. So good for you, Lance. And also, like, it's a who's who of the 70s. So it's like a really good time. And um, honestly, it's not even the fact that all these people are in this movie. Like, if we just scrap that and just say whatever, because even Doug, Doug, the the uncle you hate, the shitty uncle from Vegas, not Vegas vacation, Christmas vacation. Uh-huh. He's in the movie. Uncle Eddie? Yeah. No. Uncle Eddie's not in this movie. Not no. Uncle Eddie. No, not, no. You're the talking uncle, about Miss Griswold. The uncle that burned the tree down with a cigar. What the fuck? Oh, is he isn't. Name? Oh, uh, William Hickey. William Hickey. Oh yeah. Where was where was he at? I don't remember William. He's at Hickey. the end, he's like, "I open doors. I open doors. I don't give a shit." Uh, that's uh, he was Perry. Helping, he was helping Chris Sarandon. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, Chris Sarandon. Then, well, you know, someone else from vacation is uh, uh, Beverly D'Angelo. She was the one that uh, can flick her Miss bean Chris with her Wall. mind. Oh my god. That we'll get so... to that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm sure that made some of you very excited to see <laughs> Mrs. Griswold flicking her beam with her tits out and, uh, uh, with, and with the old with the old gypsy lady from the fun house it's like very good you came it's good what kind of man are you you come in your hand uh, give me hundred dollars like she was in this movie too she was the one that was doing mutual masturbation on the couch with uh, Vegas like, vacation we, we, we fondle each other and she sticks her hand on her shirt like how fun so fun fact so if we get into some trivia so we're talking about the sentinel for those of you who don't know the sentinel is from 1977 this was directed by uh, Michael Winner and it was based off of the book by Jeffrey Kovitz and the novel and actually Fun fact, the novel actually has two other sequels, The Guardian and something else. And both The Sentinel, The Guardian, and that third film, I can't remember the name, they all became films later on, but they were they had nothing to do with this novelization. 
So they just stole the names, basically. <laughs> one mm. of the, the first one being the one with Michael Douglas was the first Sentinel. And then the Guardian came after that. And oh, those, okay. yeah, they were stolen from this. Budget 3.5 million, it grossed 4 million, didn't do well. Obviously it didn't do well. However, if you look back at it, it is a cult classic. And I think a lot of the reason that they were trying to make this film into what it was, because they're trying to compare it with The Omen. The author of the novel wanted this to be The Omen. And the director, I guess, was kind of a creep. And he like harassed Christina Raines, who plays Allison in the film, the entire time. And she just wanted to do the movie because she had fell in love with this well that she's may have found. She fell in love with like one of the Carradine brothers and followed him out to LA to be an actress. He didn't oh, marry wow. her, by the way. They didn't get married. Oh, well, she she, she starred in the Sentinel, so there's that. Now, the funny thing is, like, there is there's a lot of cheese man in this movie here. There, um, there is, yes. Yeah, the director actually, Michael Winner, he did uh, Death Wish and Death Wish Two, so that was like because mm-hmm. I love the Death Wish movies. Um, and then another funny thing too is like like you said when they wanted uh, you know the 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 author wanted this to be like oh I want this to be like The Exorcist and uh, you know some prestigious horror some. Nut fanning <laughs> shit you know like i said i like those movies and that's what i thought it was gonna be because it was like 10 o'clock at night when i watched this i'm like oh, i'm gonna watch some nut fanning like high quality art and then when it came around to it i'm like i realized it was the director of death wish and then there was the sleaze and the extreme shock scenes and stuff i'm like this is this is good so then you get you know beverly d'angelo waxing her bean and <laughs> yeah totally getting off in front of her and that was my thing i was like doug's gonna love this movie and I'm like, we know. have to do this movie. <laughs> and I knew this. I knew that you would love this film. And then, which is why I was like, and I told you guys, this is like, it's, well, it's 70s horror, but I think it was still on the cusp because it came out the same year as the one movie I wanted to murder all of you for making me watch. Not you, Lance, you weren't here. <laughs> I was going to say, what did it do? The House about one? Demon Sheed. Demon Sheed, as Demon Doug Sheed. likes to say. It came out the same fucking year. It was better than this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Demon got... seed. Uh-oh. Do you know how uncomfortable demon seed is? Like to be raped by oh my god, I can't even. I can And then you get you get uh what was it, scrambled eggs thrown at you? I'm like, that's oh so fucking Oh my god. Funny. That was the worst most I can't even. I don't need I don't ever want to think of demon seed again in my life, but of course it came out the same year. Anyways, so it's based on the same novel by Jeffrey Kovitz, Convitz, Convitz. I can't say his name. But it did get four Saturn Awards or nominations in 1978 because we have Burgess Meredith in it, who we all know is, is you know, Mickey from Rocky. He is like the, the his little coach and shit. And I love Rocky because, you know, my name is Adrian and that's all I heard my whole life. I mean, don't worry about the, he was the, the grandpa and grumpy old man. Thank you, Lance. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate the That's why you're here, Lance. Yeah. A little throw it out there, throw it out there you know. <laughs> Before he died, you know. <laughs> You're adorable. I can't. I can't. Okay. But I mean, I just think like there's, oh, so besides him, Christopher Walken is also in this movie, everybody. And if you don't know what this movie is about, it came out in 77 and it follows do, 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 a young woman who moves into an apartment in a building which houses a sinister evil. So you're like led to believe that it is a haunted house. However, if you know what a sentinel is, and I always think of Sentinels from like X Men. That's what I think about. <laughs> yeah, like, I still I don't know Sentinels. what it is. The so Sentinel? Sentinels are guardians of something, right? And yeah. so they're guarding something. And so um. when you think about this movie, I guess if you think about it hard enough, you can sort of guess the ending, like some of us in this room did. <laughs> However, I when I first, I the reason I watched this movie to begin with was from the hundred most scariest movie moments from AMC back in like 2005 was it 2005 and this movie was on the list and one of the scariest parts talked about where she was standing in the room and the ghost is behind her and he walks by and it's the oh the old naked guy right yeah. yeah and it still gives me goosebumps like I still get it's a very scary film and so I don't know why it doesn't have more clout than it should because i feel like it should be in the same vein as like the exorcist and rosemary's baby and um the omen and all of those like supernatural type things because there's a lot of good gore in it too the stab scene was pretty awesome actually 
when when she's stabbing in the face and she cuts off his nose and she stabs him in the eyeball and she's doing all of these things. I think the problem with this film is a little deeper than I wanted to go. And I realized another other problems too was that it was highly edited back then. So you had an uncut version that made a cohesive story, but the version that everybody got was the cut version because they didn't want it to have the rating that it would. And so when everybody watched it, they didn't know what the fuck was happening. So yeah, it was like a made for TV cut or something. Mm-hmm. And, and which makes sense because I mean, we see masturbation. The version we saw that that was uncut, right? Yeah. If you saw the if you saw nudity, it was uncut. Okay, yeah, I saw nudity. Lots yeah. of tits, uh, suicide attempts twice actually, which was crazy. And then a a, a peanut butter gangbang DP orgy where he's like, "You're get it, get out of here." Get, 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 get oh yeah, here. that was funny. Um, but no, and then I also read the cut version didn't have any of the church scenes, so mm-hmm. they it was almost like a different, like a completely different entity almost. But the seventies was a really big time for made for TV movies, especially horror movies. So they made the mistake of making a horror movie and then being like. Maybe we'll have a bigger audience if we cut it down. It's like, yeah, but you have tits and bean flickings and like gore. Like you can't easily, (laughs) yeah, suicide. You can't easily just trim those things out. (laughs) And maybe that's why a lot of people didn't like it because maybe they saw that stuff without all that, all the goods. Yeah, that makes sense though. So it's very, it's very 70s. So if you like The Exorcist, you like Black Christmas, you like if you, even if you like Halloween, this this film is a very seventies movie. Like you listen to the music, you look at their clothes, the way it's shot, it just feels very seventies. I mean, you guys know I love that, so I don't care. I know a lot of people who don't care for a slow burn are not gonna. Hence why Austin fell asleep. So- <laughs> well, well, to to be fair, this is kind of what Ennis men uh, reminded, like that same style. But the thing is, like between, well, The Omen had it. The Exorcist, I don't remember the the score for The Exorcist, but I don't remember it. But but I think what will the tubular bells stuck. Well, the tubular bells. That's what I'm saying. But this one has like the do 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 like that pan flute. Like I'm like oh, you're yeah. like the 70s piccolos and <laughs> like, I love that. Great. Oh, you oh, love it? 70s. I do. This is uh this is my issue with the movie. And you're gonna hate it, Aid, because I and this it's movie fine. actually came out this movie came out afterwards because the reasons why you don't like Demon Seed are probably gonna be the reasons why you don't like this movie. But I was like, oh, the entity did it did it better. Um, because I felt like this movie was a com- com- a combination, excuse me, of um Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, and even though it came way later, the entity. And when it is, when it has the action or even like the sex and, you know, the scenes that we all remember, those are really good. But the the downfall is that about a quarter of the way in till about a quarter of the way before it's done, it's that slow burn, but they don't do anything during that time to like, like Rosemary's Baby is a slow burn, but you always have that sense of dread. And the, you know, the actress in Rosemary's Baby, Mia Farrow, is that her? Yeah, um, Farrow, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can carry that and she can make the audience feel a sense of dread. And there's just so many ooky spooky vibes going on with that things actually happening. Whereas this movie... It was acted well, but I don't feel like the actress was as strong to carry those scenes by herself. And also maybe it was, you know, the silly pan flute that kind of like disconnected me <laughs> from after a quarter of the movie until like the last quarter. Because the first quarter and the last quarter are great. It was that in between that I was like, what's happening? Well, it's interesting that you say that because even the the writer or the director of the film, the Beverly D'Angelo would have been a better lead actress for Allison's character than Christina Reigns, which I find interesting, right? Did he so, say that because she didn't want to get with him? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, Christina Reigns had a lot of problems with Michael Winner. There were points where she was crying. She didn't want to go to work. She didn't want to be an actress anymore. And I feel like that was like a huge theme, like especially back then with male directors because William Friedkin like had the same like energy towards people or especially the female actresses at the time so i don't know if that was like a um i don't make an excuse for this but i just think this was acceptable for the time right yeah this was the 70s so this is what happened like when bosses used to spank their women's secretaries and that was like (laughs) 
ignore. I mean, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not saying that this is, this is right. I'm saying. Oh yeah, but it was, was definitely ignored. It was, it yeah. was accepted. It wasn't just ignored. People knew yeah. it was happening. People were totally fine with it back then. Well, the sad part is you have to worry about the fact that she was a model. And that happens even to this day where they thrust bottles in because they have a look, you know, yeah. he might disrespect her because he thinks she can't act anyways. So then everything about what she does is fucking, you know, low ball for him in the sense that you're lucky to be here attitude, you know, which sucks because that's still a thing. And, you know, even J- Jenna Cannell, when we were talking Mikey with Jenna, she was talking about the same thing. So, I mean, it's to yeah. this day, it's the same bullshit, right? So, and it's interesting because you watch this it's sort of like, it's the same thing with The Exorcist where it's a commentary out of commentary, right? Like you're looking at an actress who's acting. So it's like, she's the same thing. She's a model acting, whatever, in a movie who's acting. So in the film, she's still dealing with the same bullshit. She probably deals in everyday life, right? Yeah, I mean- and so she's dealing with Jerry Orbach, who is treating her like shit, not Jeff Goldblum. Actually, Jeff Goldblum was probably the nicest one. He was nice to her, but everybody else, he was like, whatever. whatever. When, he, when, he kept, when he kept yelling at her to like hold the dogs, I was like, that's not her responsibility. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's all up in the air anyways. But, yeah. you know, I mean, they had a horse that went, went astray. The peacock fell in the pool. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> can the peacock swim? Like, what is happening? I know. That's what I thought she was like, can they float? Because I, I hope that know. peacock's fine. <laughs> Maybe question. that guy was genuinely like freaking out. He's like, oh my God, this is going to really drown. Yeah. <laughs> the poor peacock. I mean, there's all these things happening in this film. And it's like, I, you know, I've only seen this movie. I've watched it a total probably four times. This is my fourth time watching it. It's because, because the ending upsets me so much. So that's why I always, but I always think that the whole film in, in itself is very, and this is what 70s horror does. And for those of you who never watch it, the more you watch it, the more you see. You pick up on more things. You pick up on more like subtleties of why they have this here, what's going on over here, why this is in this corner. Like you just sort of kind of get in tuned with it. And the same thing if you watch Halloween a bunch of times, you see a lot of different things, even though people probably beat halloween to death and i'll use halloween as the example because i feel like that's like the most universal film that everybody's watched especially when it comes to 70s horror everybody's seen halloween but like who the fuck ever watches black christmas right and it's like hard for people to watch black christmas from back in the day and i watch it every year multiple times and i always see something different because it is the 70s direction i don't know if it's because they had the time to do this like we have time to like put in these this extra dialogue and like stupid shit that they say to each other. There was like one thing that one of the guys said to her at the end and I was laughing and I can't remember now, but one of the biggest uh, draws to this film, one, it is a who's who of the 70s. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, John Carradine is in it. We've got Ava Gardner, Ava Gardner that, as the realtor. That, that's crazy. She was such a famous actress for that time, for, like earlier yeah. on. For her to be in something like this, you're like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool though. Yeah, it's super She's cool. She's still beautiful in this movie. Like how gorgeous is she? Like great outfits. And then we have Burgess Meredith. We've got Jerry Arbach. And if you don't know who Jerry Arbach is, he put Baby in the Corner in <laughs> and Dirty Step Dancing. Oh yeah. Dirty Dancing. Um, but he's also in an episode of the Gordon Girls as well. So there's that. Bullshit. I know. Obviously, Beverly D'Angelo as Mrs. Griswold. <laughs> That's not who she plays. Beverly in the movie? No, not no, in, in this... the movie. Well, you she said plays... as Mrs. Griswold. I was like, That's not as Mrs. Griswold. That's <laughs> no. like, she's not in this movie. Man, the she plays, movie started dark. She plays Sandra, <laughs> who's flicking her bean as Doug McFay. <laughs> She well, she was she was like doing the X Men. Well, maybe that is maybe the Sentinel got their inspiration, or X Men got their inspiration from the Sentinel. They're like doing and they're like masturbating. Probably, I'm sure that's the case. Beverly D'Angelo was also in that. What was that Santa Claus movie with the guy Dave Harbord? She plays like the matriarch of the rich family, and she is also still gorgeous. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Like, and you know, I I think she's more pretty as in the vacation films this movie yeah. they just kind of made her i don't, know what, they, I don't <laughs> know what they did with her they did a good job with it but 
she's one of those that like as she ages she just gets more regal and beautiful looking because yeah, i didn't beautiful. even recognize her I was like, yeah i had to like do a double take too but i love um you know the, the i call her the funhouse gypsy sylvia miles <laughs> well the one thing the one thing i was watching this and uh i had to, like i like rewind i'm like wait did they really say that because they were a lesbian couple and yeah. you know it's the 70s but she's like we're we're stowed away like they're stowed away from the rest of the people in the tenements of society so, I know, and when the when the the uh whatever the main girl's name is is showing the realtor or someone, she's like, "The lesbians live here," and I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Very presumptuous. <laughs> well, I was waiting for uh who because because she was kind of a bitchy character, even though she was the landlord, uh, Ava Gardner. So like, yes, this is the room where some of the carpet has been chomped on, but just ignore it. That's why it's four hundred dollars a month. Four hundred dollars sure a month it's... for a two bedroom apartment. No, she was oh. talking about the lesbians downstairs. Oh, lesbians. Are you kidding? $400 a month is so fucking cheap. I was like, I'll fucking live there. I don't care who the fuck is in this house. Yeah, like, I, that's what I'd say. I'm like, I don't give a shit that there's demon ghosts next door to me. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> and the it's pain fully rent. furnished. I'm like, I'm Actually, <laughs> on the real, on the real, because I don't think she told her this in the beginning. Would you yeah. move into that apartment if it was just you and that old guy on the top floor? Oh the one staring yeah. down at who's blind, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so the blind like... guy who stares out the window. <laughs> Listen, if I could be as loud as I fucking want, hell yeah, I'd fucking live there for $400 a month, fully furnished. High, high ceilings, okay? The only problem is she didn't have a phone. And then I guess that little pocket door would have bothered me. Like, she the, got in and out. The sliding door? With the pocket door, yeah. Oh, but oh. her front door was huge. I was like... yeah. That's too much. It slides. Mm. Doors don't aren't supposed to slide. Yeah, it's a pocket yeah. door. Because oh, I don't know that, what that meant. That, yeah, what? that house itself obviously was refurbished to make apartments, which is mm-hmm. what they did with a lot of mansions back then. And oh. so she had pocket doors. And like the only way to lock it was the little the, yeah, the slide down, the slide ups. The whatever the hell that is, the chain. Which I think was, I mean, she could probably lock it from the side, but I mean, it's a fucking pocket. Like it's, if you never had a pocket door, we used to have one back in the day, me and Claire. So once upon a time, we had a really good apartment back in college with a pocket door that separated both sides of the apartment. So when we had people over, namely guys, we could close the pocket door. Notice how she said mainly. Mainly. Half of that carpet was chewed on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what I'm saying is the noise because of that beautiful little pocket door. So you always want, anyways, it doesn't matter. The whole point is, is that it's $400 a month. It's fully furnished. Like, what is she bitching about? My issue is that she, the thing is the whole film, bitching? the whole film, she wants her own place because her boyfriend is very successful. is trying to take care of her. But she committed adultery with him. And like, this is what a lot of people don't realize when you watch this movie. She was sleeping with him while he was still married. He was trying to leave his wife. And then his wife kills herself. I mean, didn't he kill her? I thought that was the end run. Spoiler. Sorry, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler We don't alert. spoil movies unless they're 50 years or older. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lance. Well, to be fair, you have to pay to watch this movie. It's not on TV. Spoiler TV's. alert. Chris Sarandon. <laughs> it's Chris Sarandon. It used to be on TV. Ugh. It used to be on Shutter because real quick, I remember when you know how you turn Shutter on, it gives you like a glimpse of like their live TV. When I turned it on, it was that scene where she's masturbating in front of her, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" (laughs) Doug, have you been watching my Shutter again? Because the funniest thing is that the funniest thing is that the main girl is like, "I'm like, girl, get up and leave," because she's she's sitting there like, um, and I was like, "Yeah, she's like, she's like this." And yeah, I'm like, man. bitch, just get up. Like, listen, I don't do that. It's okay. She Leave or you join tea. in. She got tea. She was yeah. like, I got tea coming. I'm going to watch this happen. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I'll I, have whatever she's having. I mean, yeah, if it's the 70s. She should, she should just say there like, well, you guys want a cigarette? I got boxes. Of- <laughs> it's like, that was fast. I know. Yeah. That was pretty fast. And she was very overly dramatic. But anyways, beside <laughs> the point. So she, like, my issue... <laughs> Well, the whole point of the movie is that she comes in the house and she, I think it, I think it was a good apartment for her. Like she got the apartment. It was cheap. First, it was supposed to be 500. And she even mm-hmm. says that to Ava Gardner. She's like, well, it's 500 a month. Ava Gardner shuts her off. Like, no, it's 400. And so that's how <laughs> they knew they were luring her in. So they're basically poaching Allison 
because they need a sentinel, right? They need they need somebody who's sinned and who won't make it to heaven. And Allison's already tried to kill herself twice. She tried to kill herself yeah. again after Chris Sarandon, her boyfriend or her lover's wife killed herself. But her, the first time, which is what makes this a Father's Day movie, is that Allison's father is a pervert and was fucking two women and eating food naked in bed. And she comes home and she catches them. And the father gets up naked. <laughs> he was and doing like, all the gluttony. He's smacking her every which way, beating her ass, telling her to get the fuck out, whatever. She's crying. So for some reason, that makes her want to kill herself. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, my God, thank God I have a trust fund. Let me go live my best life and get the fuck out of this house. But she wanted to kill herself, so. Well, she was religious, you know? Yeah, they're religious. She slit her wrist, and her father finds her with the two naked ladies. Also, the dad looked way more concerned at that point than he did when he slapped her. He's like, I only wanted to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, don't do it to yourself. God. I know. It was just, it's so odd, but I honestly think like the fact that they portrayed this in the film and this was something written, I wonder if this was like a normal thing back then. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, what's the whole like 70s free love, whatever? Yeah. Right? Also, knock on the, like, knock on the door, girl. Don't just break into your dad's room. The one lady was eating like a bucket of chicken or something. Yeah. <laughs> I go, this is Doug's movie right here. <laughs> they, were they were obviously on a lunch break, Doug. Well, no, like the dad's like, get the fuck out of here. What, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then the lady's just like, ha, ha, ha. Sucking down that chicken. But I think one of the other reasons why I was, it kind of left like a weird taste in my mouth is as a religious yeah. person, I felt it was a little distasteful to put that out there in a movie that like, if you try to kill yourself, you're not getting into heaven. I didn't really like that, but I understand why it's in the movie, but it's I was also Catholic like, mm. it's yeah, a, it's a Catholic thing. Well, I yeah. Yeah. It's it's if you kill well, yourself, you'll go to hell. You don't, you can't take your own life. Only God can do it. We know. <laughs> yeah you jerk which seems fucked up anyways if you think about it rule wise <laughs> or someone else can fucking murder you who cares but um you know that I mean, the, the, and this is the whole commentary in the catholic church which is why i feel like it was so prevalent at the time because you had the omen you had the exorcist now you have the sentinel right so like everybody or maybe no it was the exorcist was 78 i thought or 74 no, no that was early yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so you have these, I really feel like the 70s was trying to play off of the fears and conspiracies of the Catholic Church, which they rightfully should have, because there was yeah. a lot of hullabaloo going with I grew up Catholic. I grew up with priests and nuns. I never had any weird things going on, but I'm sure <laughs> weird things happened. I'm sure that there was a lot of hullabaloo going on. Like my cousins were altar boys. Like there's things, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm done. Well, the 70s, the seventies you got to remember is, is a, definitely a time for people experimenting with drugs and then questioning things. Cause that's basically the seventies was basically the, one of the main times that youth was like, you know, fuck this and fuck that. You know, none of these things make sense. Why do the they? Rebellion. Yeah, it really was. And then it was at that time frame where it even affected movie makers and, if you want to drag people into something, it's like, all right, let's talk shit about religion because it seems to have a pigeonhole on society in general at this time frame, you know, and especially when you have a youth that really wants to say, you know, fuck this, then it's free love, which obviously they're showing you can just masturbate in front of anybody, <laughs> just enjoy yourself. But yeah, I mean, it kind of calls for that. I mean, it's cool. It's a cool storyline when you find out, <laughs> finally figure out <laughs> why they're doing this to this poor girl. <laughs> in general like you know you you have this cabal in the beginning and you're like you never go back to the cabal of you know white you know religious people who are like will you do this for the sin you know it's like okay yeah. <laughs> it's like it's almost a parallel yeah the parallel of the beginning of that sort of parallels or mimics the beginning of the exorcist and the omen yeah. and so i feel like they were really trying to kind of grasp onto that but what they don't realize is that the film itself has a great story what a great yeah. story and like chris random trying to figure everything out and then at the end you realize he is the villain and he is the, like he is the villain he murdered his wife so he can marry the young girl and now i'm not the young girl anymore so that'll probably be me getting murdered and growing <laughs> off the <of> <laughs> 
you know, so he can marry this young woman and now she's going through this. I think he genuinely loves her, but he hires this detective to go find her. And then she inadvertently murders him, which I think is Unlucky. such a cool... I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but she thinks she's murdering her father, but she's actually murdering the detective. Mm-hmm. And so there's just so many facets and just amazing things to this film that I adore. And I just, I think, oh, when she's stabbing him in the head, that affects, and it was backwards and you can tell, but with the brain popping out and all of that, with the eyeballs, like totally fulgy. Like when would you ever see that in a seventies horror that was American like that? Well, yeah, that, yeah, well, that's the thing. That's what was so cool about this one was because, um, and I feel like that's why the censoring had to happen because, you know, The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby, those are all like prestigious and, and stuff. But <laughs> this one, like, it mixed that Italian, like, gore with, like, real sleazy Death Wish 2 style um, scenes. And I, I feel like that's, like, what the, the cool mix is because the ending of this movie is, like, right right out of the beyond, if you remember the beyond. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, and- which... <laughs> Oh, no, go uh, ahead, Mikey. Were you going to get to uh, the actors they hired to play the uh, evil demons? <laughs> well, and that's, these were all actually deformed people. There was a whole no. thing. Yeah. it's Um, like well we lost our special effects budget here so let's go go to the freak show i mean my thing is like because i was reading about it and they're like yeah they had a good time whatever whatever olivia get down my daughter's hiding right here hi Um, olivia (laughs) it's always olivia do you want to share those videos Yeah. Hey, no, so- Adam, Adam Adam watches them just because they always call her out. Um, <laughs> but um but you know I was I was reading about the whole event and how it happened and um apparently like the people that signed up to be part of the movie, you know, because they got people, they looked for people that had facial deformities to portray the demons, which <laughs> I thought they went to like just a carnival freak show and just hired everyone there. That's what I, I saw. I don't know about <laughs> that part, but I know that they were legitimate, like the way that they appeared on the film minus like some gore is how they looked oh it was Um, awful and i was when i was watching i was like those people are really they really those are that's real like that's yeah there's some there's some intense (laughs) deformities there yeah Um, but it's that they had a good time and you know they were treated well and so my thing is like if you're open and honest about what you want and people are like sure i'll do it you know why not let them yeah well they paid them but my issue though too was that they were saying that a lot of the crew wouldn't eat with them like yeah. during lunch and stuff and yeah. the director was quoted saying you know he, he was gonna eat with them yeah he's gonna eat with it was them. too hot it was too hot yeah. <laughs> he's like after she didn't take my uh my oncoming uh attractions to try to hit on her the whole time uh figured i'd sit with other people who were the demons for the show <laughs> They were the denizens of society, right? This is from the this is from yeah. the book. The book was looking for like demons. And so what the what the movie tried to do was bring in deformed people, like to be the denizens of hell. Which okay, fine. It's scary, but at the same time, it's not scary because I feel like that all of us live in a in a day and age where we see deformities and we don't look at them as we, we're not afraid of them. Yeah. I think in the seventies, that would have been very scary to see that because it's nothing that, like we see this shit all the time. Like Doug, you and your Ron.com, you see all of these things online. <laughs> like, you know, you know what these things already look like. So we are not as shocked by it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Sorry. If you go on t- it's okay. If you go on TikTok live, there's, a ton of people that have facial deformities that are on there that because like I don't know how it works exactly but you have to have a certain number of followers and so like the these tiktokers that do have you know abnormal features will get a bunch of followers and they go live so like if you're ever searching live at night um I mean I don't really do lives during the day anyways but um you see like really interesting people with you know features you've never seen before and so we also have the internet which has given us a lot more insight into people that have deformities or unique features well sad because especially like with with children who have cleft lips and and stuff like that that would be considered as something like that now it's like you can handle that right in the beginning 
of yeah. their you know when they're young or when they're almost born type scenarios and it just sucks because it's it feels weird to shun people like that and say they're like basically scarred because of hell and yeah. their demons you know <laughs> it's like well, that's the Catholic church mess. for you yeah well that's what i'm saying and but it goes along with the idea too so picking them almost is like a really perfect decision by the director by saying hey you know these are just people you know that have you know deformities you know natural deformities unfortunately for them but like it's kind of crazy how like that's considered a, a homage to saying yeah you know christianity you know yeah. they would have murdered these people in, in real life you know what i mean for or, these deformities. or blame the parents for doing something that would have caused that yeah so it still fits in the, to the, what their scene was yeah for all messed up <laughs> purposes yeah purposes. and they're and the reason purposes yeah no they're good but the, <laughs> the reason though is because of money right it was cheaper to hire them to come and do it than actually do the makeup for it and that was the like you're exploiting people so that's the only issue i have with this film you're exploiting these people exploiting yeah. excuse me you're exploiting these people for art which is they were totally fine with doing but you look back on back in the day when you look at that movie freaks yeah and, and how they were exploited and lance is laughing but how they were exploited and but freaks in that movie they were like the heroes they were yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, but mean, general, mm. I mean come on but they were still exploited they were still By the treated way, Florida horribly mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I mean that was also the time of freak sense. shows. Also, like there was a freak show. Yeah. Literally go pay, and you see. Well, wrestlers in a in the freak show, uh, carnival, uh, carny people, <laughs> all retire here in Florida. So <laughs> it makes I sense mean, it's, Florida. it's awful. Yeah, like Tampa. it's just you know we can't. Leave. Yeah, Tampa is so dirty. <laughs> I hate Tampa. Um, <laughs> my thing is, is like it's just it's just terrible. But I think that there is a very interesting inclusion with all of this because you deal with the catholic church that is always that is already so corrupt and who are also trying to like bring in you know it's just it i don't know i think it's a really good film i love this movie let's go around the room before we go because the hour's about to go we gotta okay. get the fuck out of here wait but, i have a quick question yes do you know what this uh what the sentinel looked like in the book i do not know no. I don't either. I just know that the someone was upset that it didn't look the way it looked in the book, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, the writer, the writer Jeffrey <laughs> Convince was not happy with it. He was he wasn't happy with it because he wanted um, like a different type looking person to play the Sentinel throughout the film, and then he was also not happy with or he didn't want Christina Rance. He wanted somebody else. He wanted." Um, I also think he wanted somebody else because he wanted a more well-known actress so that mm-hmm. his film could be on the, basically Michael Winner wanted something that was going to be as, along the same lines as the Omen. So yeah. when we talk about the writer, yes, he's saying this, that, and third, but he can go fuck himself because all he wanted to be was the Omen. So who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he wanted somebody else to play Christina Raines character as Allison um and even the director wanted beverly d'angelo like nobody wanted christina reigns nobody wanted her well ironically i mean he pretty much got the who's who of hollywood in some yeah. weird ways without knowing it because he did get actors that just wanted jobs exactly he got so many famous people in this film which were not famous at the time right we have christopher walken christopher walken who's just eating the whole time Doing absolutely <laughs> fucking nothing. That's Just how I was eating. waiting for him to talk. It was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Like, come on, say something. I want to hear them walking. <laughs> oh. He was doing his best Brad Pitt from fucking Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, and Richard Dreyfus is the cameo at the beginning somewhere, and I'm like, God damn it! Now I gotta go watch the movie again and find Richard it. Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus is the cameo in the film, huh. and so I'm like, you know what? Of course he does. Of course he does. The seventies. And so I just feel like it's, oh, Michael Winner didn't want Chris Sarandon. In fact, he said that Chris Sarandon looked like a little Greek waiter in this movie. Racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this exactly. is a dumb question, but is he related to Susan Sarandon? They were married for a brief amount of time. Oh, okay. So that's why she has the last name. I yeah, thought it was they her were dad. married for like a year. <laughs> they were 
were married. I was like, like, is that her dad? No, yeah, they were married for like no time because I looked that up years ago, and I'm like, why? She kept his name after that, regardless. She kept kept his name, and see, you see the patriarchy. I'm gonna keep this motherfucker's name, but she probably Uh, also wanted to get because Chris Miranda was popular at the time. I would just kept his name. Fuck it. Um, but Martin Sheen, they wanted Martin Sheen to play his role, which I thought was interesting. Mm. I think Martin Sheen could have done it too. Martin Sheen's kind of creepy as well, so fuck it. They're both little skeezy ass white guys. Fuck them with the bad. Yeah, but it's well. I mean, I guess it's not at the fault because the Sentinel came earlier. But I kept thinking Chris Sarandon was playing his um. What what's his vampire name in Fright Night? I kept thinking this Jerry Dandridge. Like he's like Jerry Dandridge. Um, I couldn't stop thinking about it every time I saw him. I'm like. <laughs> no wonder he was questioning her cross. He's like, "Oh, I've never seen you wear this before." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, there's a few lines he says in this movie that, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, "Oh, that's Jack Skellington." I forgot about that. He's like, "Hmm, interesting contraption." Like he said something like that. I'm like, "Hey, it's Jackson." It's Jack. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that, like, he, you know, we all know who he is, right? Oh, I and mean, he's also the cop in um Child's Play. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is who I always remember. Everybody loves him in Fright Night, but I always remember him as the cop from Child's Play. That's like my thing. So I, I don't give a <laughs> shit about Fright Night, but like it's just so Ouch. funny. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not some dude. And it's not, <laughs> it's not made by a gay man. You know, mm, gross. <laughs> well, not, <made> <laughs> not during did, Pride Month, Mikey. You did this oh. whole thing, but we didn't talk about the most important scene in this movie. <laughs> the birthday party. Yeah, the cat's birthday party. Oh, Jezebel's birthday party. Jezebel's birthday party. Yeah. I loved her. She's my favorite character. Yeah, Doug, I they... can't help it, but every time I see your shoulder, it just looks like a raccoon behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so the the creepy thing in this too, and the thing is, uh, Lords of Salem. Rob Zombie must love this movie because Lords of Salem reminded me a lot of this, where it's Didn't like, it? yeah, yeah. Salem, that motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. So he ripped off the Sentinel. No, no, because like, like the uh, the tenants, they're all here. They're throwing a party. They're (laughs) inviting me over for you know. In in Lords of Salem, they're they're having tea and menstrual cramps. I think they were talking about. But in in uh, this one, it's uh, it's it's the fucking cat's birthday party, and everyone's celebrating. And yeah. Oh, and there's another creepy scene in this too. I completely like it. it, uh, When she when he's like, read the book. What does the book say? And she's. He's reading it in saying English and oh, she's writing right. it down in Latin. I'm like, that's a creepy scene. So it's, no, that is a good scene. It's so good. Yeah. I, I honestly, I you know, this is quintessential 70s movies where you have to like live in the scenes. It's not in your face. You have to listen to what they're saying and actually live in the scene. And this is why I love 70s horror. And like you guys always make fun of me, but I'm like, it's not in your face. It's not like now where boop, there's a jump scare, oh you're scared, blah blah blah, whatever. It is, it is quintessentially just like a very, it's a slow burn. There's a burn that you can kind of follow along. And then when things happen, you're just like stabbed in the gut. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, well they have well, a cream for that. A cream pie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, no, uh, Ari Aster's uh, doing stuff like this. Cause there, there was some stuff in like hereditary feels like this. And so, like I said, Lords of Salem, um annie's men i i i know none of you guys have seen oh, Annie's men, but i procured it okay good good <laughs> the, if you like the sentinel you like annie's men because this is what i feel like the the aim was going for like this this that 70s uh i, I don't even know what to say uh, like the 70s niche kind of feel aesthetic. yeah you could that. you could smell like the old paperbacks you know like the like the shack <laughs> carpet and the bad mm-hmm. colors and the Ooh. And the cigarette tinge in the air. I just love it. It's just mm-hmm. like I should have been in the 70s. Or I should have honestly I should have lived in the 60s and then I could have lived in the 70s and just had a good life. Like that. So all that feeling like the cigarette smoke in the air, the the wood love walls. That, that's why you like Tanqueray so much. I love Tanqueray. <laughs> <laughs> For all of you oh. that are like just listening, Tanqueray's is a bar right next to AIDS High Rise and it's a uh, basement bar in Florida that doesn't bar. have flo- basements. So, like when you live, like we have no basements in Florida. So the fact that this bar is underground is very like suspicious. <laughs> yeah, close, and a, a lot of us lost door. our souls down there. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good time. It's a good time. Anyways, um, so we, what do we think? Go around the room, Mikey. I know you hated it. Tell me why. No, I didn't hate it. 
Um, I just was bored in the middle, but the beginning was good and the the ending was good. I would maybe give it a two point five out of five. Mm. And your letterboxed. Yes, but you know, you mentioned um, you mentioned Black Christmas and Halloween in regards to other seventies movies, but I feel like those movies are a lot more subtle. The middle seventy movies tend to get a little kooky, um, almost mm-hmm. like Suspiria. Yeah. Um, and so that but maybe that is something. Was- that- foreign so i didn't want to well yeah but just yeah. the same i mean it, it's foreign and it's different but like they they have that that's just the only thing i can think of right now <laughs> um yeah. but where they get a little kooky and the musical score is even a little kooky and you know they 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 made they had they made choices that were risk risky for audiences and sometimes they worked and sometimes you know maybe they worked back then but now it's like hmm. but yeah, yeah for sure yeah it's very it's 2.5 out of 5 for me not terrible but i would have i have to watch it again and um i always have to watch these things after i talk to you guys about it to be like well maybe let me view it with a different lens no it's mm. totally fine i didn't want you guys my thing was i knew i i've known i've watched this movie since i was like i said i think at 18 19 i saw it the first time i bootlegged it because you couldn't watch it it was <laughs> after the hundred scariest movie moments and i just it's interesting now to like see who the hell has seen it since that since then right so mm-hmm. Doug what do you think oh I I absolutely love this movie in fact uh, <laughs> I'm gonna buy the blu-ray after this here too because I gotta <laughs> see the bean flicking in 4k um but no seriously like <laughs> like uh what, what for me one of the creepiest movies and I I love it too it's called let's scare Jessica to death um mm-hmm. the the main actress in this she looks like the main actress in that movie too but um this had that same kind of feeling like the de- decrepit like kind of well let's scare jessica to death is is creepier atmospherically but this one um did just as good and i loved it um i'd say uh uh four cat birthday parties out of five <laughs> <laughs> and lance what did you think uh, i thought this was a cool movie i, I like the, the the basic where it was trying to go i think Obviously, it seems like a lot of the editing kind of like made it really weird to kind of follow. And that's why maybe some of the slow scenes seemed even slower because they didn't really like make sense with some of the rest of the stuff they were trying to portray. So it's kind of one of those weird like, oh, this is cool, but I wish they would have done this. Yay. There's like highlights in between. It's like um, watching a, like a comedy show where like they have the writers write really funny parts, but then they're like, shit, we had to put some shit in the middle. <laughs> so it's like. It well, seems to fall you're a little bit. Saying that they they could do a remake for it. So what what could they do to remake it better? What do you think? Uh, honestly, I think they may need to focus more on the idea of how they choose and how the covenant or whatever those religious people, more on the sense of how they find her, what they're trying to do to to seduce her into being the sentinel, you know, and then maybe some backstory on the sentinel of how that even became a thing, you know. Yeah, a lot I- of extra little. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, that's just basically it. It was, it's just there's little areas where they could have helped the storyline a lot better. I don't. I, it makes me kind of want to read the book to see how the, the actual writer wrote it. It's interesting that you say that because even Mikey and I were talking about earlier was that a lot of the things that got cut out of the film were the background of the story. So they actually ended up putting in extra scenes where they were explaining about all the people in the building and how they're all murderers. And this, that, and third. So it's like, you know, it's it was sort of kind of just thrown into the movie. Yeah. So if you if you blinked and you missed it, you wouldn't know what was happening. And so I can understand why this would be so convoluted. Yeah. Where well, I they don't even go to, to the 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 detective guy who obviously had a past issue with the uh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? He knows you don't he, even know any of that. Wife off the perp. The yeah but you don't even get any of that you just kind of get like oh this guy fucking hates you because he thinks you fucking did this you get christopher walken eating the entire time like <laughs> yeah and who would i would love first of all christopher walken was adorable in this movie thought, <laughs> i thought he was adorable i was like oh, it should be a remake and you should make christopher walken the old man cop now <laughs> <laughs> Or just have him play the same, have him play the same characters. Doesn't say shit. To get Jeff Goldblum and him to do the same parts, but older. Oh, and not to mention Tom Berenger at the end. Oh yeah. And isn't he the motherfucker in um in Platoon? So like you're watching, like I just can't believe like all of these people just like were in this 
film. I get well, there's probably just grabbing grasping at straws at this point. But fun fact with Jeff Goldblum, I don't know if y'all of you knew, but all of his lines were dubbed. So everything he said was in his voice until one line. Can one of you <laughs> figure out which line it was? Um was it was it uh go ahead it's it's uh messing up anyways or something like that no oh the last, i know what it was hey, which one was it it's at the party where he's like how's she feeling duh, 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 duh. like it was the only one that was up close and on him <laughs> so it had to be that yeah like how are you gonna dub out jeff goldblum like do these people not know they had golds in their hands <laughs> like what Gold is blooms. happening exactly gold, gold to blooms gold to blooms <laughs> yeah whatever anyways so we're gonna wrap up this episode. Hope you all watch the Sentinel. This is our last Father's Day extravaganza. So next month we have our cruel, cruel summer coming up for you. But so with that, let's go ahead and say our goodbyes. Mikey and Doug have a very fun project coming up for all of you. Would you boys like to discuss that before we leave today? Sure. Oh, yeah. Doug and I are working on a feature film called Noelia. It's a real fun project, and you can follow us on Facebook at Noelia, the movie. Yeah, and you, once it's done, you'll watch it. Your seats will be wetter than Beverly D'Angelo's couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you, Doug. Okay, you can also follow Doug at B-Movie TV for uh, Friday Night Action, Saturday Night Terrors with Yahira, and uh, Sunday Nights with Grandpa Cinema at Woodchipper. Gr- Grandpa, Grandpa Old Cinema Woodchipper. Get it right. Come on. Oh, for Christ's sake. There's so many words in that. Anyways, he's a little dirty old little old man, but it's just Doug <laughs> and a mask. Hey, that's not me. That's Grandpa Oates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, Lance, would you like... Oh, Lance, you have a couple shows coming up with your other bands do you want to plug it yeah uh we you have are caffeines or something is happening or caffeines is having our last show uh i think it's july 28th at uh will's pub and then um we're rushmore which is one of my bands and then uh <laughs> the other band that we won't mention <laughs> no we don't plug it's... them you can go yeah, and talk yeah. about rushmore that's fine rushmore, rushmore is uh <laughs> playing a um florida underground fest uh and that won't be until august all that and um july i'll be out in uh la so i'm gonna try to hang out with doug yeah hey stop by anytime we get that la casa (laughs) es tu casa es mi mierda tu casa so uh what time in july lance because i'm gonna be there in july (gasps) oh uh july 6th to the 14th oh thank god actually we're gonna overlap oh yeah Uh, maybe maybe you can come with us to doug's premiere yeah yeah I don't, I don't know. know. I think I don't it should. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, are, are you're doing a show out here? You said right? Or oh no, not, not there. I'm just hanging out with my brother, and my birthday is on the tenth. So I'm oh, nice. Out. Well, hey, happy early birthday. Yeah, we're doing a show um when Mikey comes down. So nice. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I love that everybody made a plan to go to LA. Nobody invited me. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> well, Ed, the jacuzzi's on. Oh. We just got oh. started. So come on down. Stop by. You by hung out with them. A try. This month already, so don't even try it. No, but, the one, no, no, d- but not in LA. I hang out with them here in Orlando. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah, I, we were in an elevator where there were handprints on the ceiling and a, and a oh. maid that was vaping. <laughs> I think it's one. Okay, well, that, that's a different story. So the elevator in Madeira dropped from, dropped 12 oh. floors, free falled. Free fell. And um, the people oh, obviously safe. they hit the ceiling. <laughs> and uh, when we when we got into the elevator after that, they forgot to wipe the handprints off. <laughs> that I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh, but it is pretty funny. Anyways, there was handprints on the ceiling. If you want to support us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash slash pod. You can join us from one dollar, ten dollar tiers. And listen, if you're joining us and you're there. Nobody fucking checks it because I'm inept. So please just message me at pathologically aid at Instagram and tell me what tier you're on. If you're like missing any of your, your goodies, I'm happy to send them to you. Some of you need some t-shirts. I think Julie, Julie, you still need a t-shirt. Like call me anyways. I'm <laughs> on top of that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's P- Flashers podcast or mutant guns from beyond. Same thing on Instagram. 
And I, Mikey's laughing at me. So Mikey, would you like to take it over, please? So I don't have to do this anymore. I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at Lance. But yes, if you want to have fun on Patreon, follow us at patreon.com slash slasherspod. If you'd like to buy some merchandise from Copycans to Dental Dams, you can find those items at redbubble.com slash slasherspod. Actually, slasherspod.redbubble.com. Um, follow Doug at Doug Bizarro on Instagram or Bizarro Doug, one of those. Um, and then you can follow me at four and a half shell Instagram as well. Okay. And so I want to thank all of you boys for coming on to the last episode because I am not a father. This is our last Father's Day month episode. And you mean I child guess- support month? Child support <laughs> month. <laughs> Mikey's actually the literally only dad here. Well, yep. no. Doug, you have your uh, your 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 Mr. P. P. Yeah, very spoiled brat. I know, we love. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, with that, everybody, goodbye and good day. Bye. Bye.